Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for your patience in the shifts in frequency with which I produce these episodes. For those of you who are longtime listeners, thank you so much for being patient with me. As you likely already know, I am in the middle of writing my book six chapters down and excited to eventually get this out into the world. For all the new listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Whether you found us by somebody sharing this with you or otherwise, we're just really, really happy that you're here and hope to continue to provide you value with this episode and beyond. So thank you to all of you. Today, I have a special guest, maybe not one that you would expect on this episode, but I really loved the ability to dive into spirit in this podcast. We certainly cover mind, body, and spirit. And oftentimes those are incorporated all together. And sometimes one component might be a little bit more focused on than others. But Mike Pozorski is with us today. And Mike's greatest passion and fulfillment is serving spirit. He is dedicated to spirit through his integrity and authenticity as he connects and brings forward your loved one with clear, precise, and undeniable evidence. Although he is... Mostly focused on mediumship in his work, we talk in this episode a lot about spirit, his journey to nurturing his connection to spirit, also talking about how this plays a role in our wellness and what he has experienced with some clients in regarding their health and what comes through for him from that standpoint and the impacts that that has had. So I think you'll find a lot of benefit here, regardless of your religious or spiritual beliefs. I think this discussion goes deep enough for all of us as humans and spiritual beings, and I'm excited to bring it to you. So here is Mike. All right. Super excited to bring a little bit of a twist to this episode, Um, not necessarily directly tied to wellness, but definitely indirectly as we just discussed. So I'm really excited to bring on Mike Pazorski. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we just talked about his little twins of twinge of a um I guess Midwest <laughs> accent. So uh so if you hear that, that's where he's he's calling in from. So really excited yeah. to have you on Mike. We're gonna dive into some really great and deep topics, which is what I prefer anyways. So I really love to just go as deep as possible. And I feel like we'll probably do that today. So, but before we get started, I always ask my guests, what does true wellness mean to you? True wellness for me is having a good heart, following your heart and following what you are called to do in this world. Mm-hmm. Perfect segue into your calling. Um, mm. And I always like to, I always like to reference my, my guests websites. Cause I, as I mentioned before, I kind of feel like that's your expression. It's like your digital home. And so we like, you know, it's, I like, if you think about the pictures that you put on the walls in your physical home, it's like your digital home. And so I feel like it says a lot about somebody and your yeah. website says that your greatest passion and fulfillment is serving spirit. And so I would love for you, as we talk about sort of fulfilling your, you know, your calling, your passion, um, yours is serving spirit. So I would love to know what that means to you. Well, uh, there's a lot to that. I, for me, serving and helping other people is what ultimately fulfills me. And I like to look at mediumship for me and communication with the other side is like my unique genius, if you will. And I know that everyone has something unique 
something of like an intrinsic motivation that they have within them that if realized and put into the world, they can feel fulfilled. And when people can find that motivation within themselves or that uniqueness or their strengths or their talents, whatever that is for that individual, they will feel that passion there. And I, I believe that passion is developed too over time. Um, and they'll feel fulfilled doing that particular job. So that's basically in a nutshell what it is to me. Okay. So let's go down your journey. Let's go down um, what led Mike to do this work, to do mediumship work, to do psychic work. Um, and then we'll dive into what that actually means, because there may be listeners who haven't ever experienced an interaction right. with a medium or a psychic, and it feels very um, nebulous and not tangible. And so they, it's just like, it's easier to just not think about it. So we'll go into that. Mm -hmm. But first I would just kind of love to hear your journey. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I never looked to do or never really wanted to be a medium or a psychic. I mean, I went to Catholic school. I played sports. I live a very normal, regular life as a, as a guy um, and as a young boy. And I believe that when it comes to like life calling and these sorts of things, that it calls you to the work um, in some circumstances. But I, this type of work called me to do it. I was never like going out and trying to do this. I was never really interested in that sort of thing. The closest thing that came to this was one class I had my senior year in high school theology. And I was like, this is interesting, like reality and truth. And it had some kind of spiritual dimension to that. Not a lot, but that was the only thing that I ever found interesting. So that gave me a little bit of a clue um, after high school when I was trying to find myself in this sort of thing. So one of like the initial callings, if you will, was I started to see auras around people like colors and like lights around people's heads. I would be in I went to university in Milwaukee in Wisconsin and I would see those sorts of things. I started to see people, loved ones um, with other people that some people I've never met and some of my family members, too. So I was having these experiences that I didn't know what it was. And the only person I could confide in was my mom. And she had similar experiences growing up as a child, too. Um, so I think in some degree, like mediumship runs in the family, not, not in all cases, but in, in most cases, it does. And she kind of like told me, she's like, yep, I have those experiences every once in a while. You know, she didn't really know what to think of it either at the time. And I, sh I sure didn't either. Um, and then she was like, why don't you go and take a class on this or learn about it or something like that? So I'm like, okay, fine. So I did that. And I remember one of the first readings I ever did was for this gentleman. And I saw his grandparents standing behind him. And I said, your grandparents are here. And he was like, okay. And this was in a class. So it was like, we were other people that were interested in or trying to develop this skill, if you will, this ability. And I knew their names. I knew how they passed. I knew what they looked like. I knew their relationship to him. Like all of these like pieces of information, like factual, real things that I couldn't have known beyond logical reasoning. I had no, I've never met this guy in my life. And I was so taken back by that. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, how is this happening? And it was in that moment where I was like, there's more to life than what we see and what we experience. And I felt in my heart, this like pull to like, I should do this. I should do something more with this because at, up to that point too, nothing ever really, 
um, interested me in school. I was never, not, it was just boring to me, I guess, like regular life was somewhat boring <laughs> to it, to a degree, but this was like so fascinating. I'm like, I have to, I have to look more into this. So that's how it started. Yeah. Super interesting. This is all very fascinating to me. And I'm hoping that the listeners are still <laughs> with us. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to break all this down because I really, I actually have had readings and I am open to this, but I also have very little understanding of like what you're seeing and what, like, I don't, I don't understand any of it. Um, yeah. But I do fully I believe because I have had readings from mediums that I'm like, there's no way you would know that. How would you possibly know that? So, right. um, mm-hmm. so talk me through how, how young were you when you started to notice this? Like what, what age is this happening? Um, around four, I had a couple experiences in grade school. I know I had an experience with my parents when I was about seven or eight and an experience when I was like around four or five, but there was an experience with my parents. We were taking a vacation. We were in a car driving and I started saying stuff in the car. I was like, someone's in the car with us. And my parents were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, they, this person knows you. Or I think I was telling it to my dad and I'm like, your cousin is here. And my parents like, didn't, we didn't have any experiences yet with me up to this point. So they were both very confused and they pulled the car over to the side of the road and they're like, you know, what's going on? What are you talking about? And they're like, Oh, your cousin, your cousin's here, dad. And he's saying, how do you like your, the vase that he got you for your wedding? So he had gotten him this like glass vase thing for the wedding. And I, I must've explained more to, to them too, like what he looked like and that sort of thing. And they were both kind of taken back, but it wasn't, they didn't really look much into it. It was like this weird kind of coincidence that happened. And then, more of those happened as I got older and I kind of didn't look too much into it as I got into high school for obvious reasons, but it, it started, I started to take interest in it after high school, but I would say around four or five, like in that grade school range, I had experiences off and on. I had an experience with my teacher uh, when I was in grade school and I, and her children, I believe had passed away and I saw her kids there standing next to her. Um, so I went to Catholic school and that <laughs> isn't like, you know, the most talked about thing, uh, going to Catholic school. And I mean, I didn't really know any better. And I was starting to tell her things about it. And cause I saw them and I wanted to, to know that, Hey, they're still here and this sort of thing. And didn't didn't go over very well. I almost got sent home by the principal who was a sister. She was a nun and she was very, very upset and was talking with my mom about it. Like this can never happen again. This isn't allowed here. So those sort of things <laughs> when I was wow. younger. Yeah. So fascinating to me. Okay. Is it your understanding that, do you feel that people at that young of an age, like at age four, most kids are having some type of experiences, but some are just Mm -hmm. paying more attention or are more open to it. Like what, it? how does this work from person to person and their abilities? Um, you know, I think children and kids are more, um, open to that reality. And I don't have all the answers to that, but what I've heard from other mediums is, is that we're, we're closer to that side of life where we, from where we incarnated from that we're, our minds are still very open to that. And we weren't, you know, slammed with dogma and other things of this world that kind of, that ends up 
closing us off to that in some way or to our spirit, to our soul. Um, and I think kids are more open to that because of that reason. And I also do believe too that we all can make a connection. We all can do this to a degree, but I also believe too that some people just have it, that they're just kind of meant to do it in some way. So they may have more like natural kind of experiences or just their minds just might be just work in a different way than other people. Um, but I think children in general are more open because of that reason. And then also, I mean, some people are just meant to do it. So they just may have more experiences. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious, and this is going to sound like probably a very elementary question, but when you're seeing like in the car, when you're four years old and you're seeing your parent, somebody's cousin, what are no. you actually seeing? Um, Them, just like I'm looking at you color form everything as if they're a person right there okay yeah it it, it's almost like it's not that i can see through them but there's an element of like lighterness it's a lighter not like a physical dense form that if i would touch them i i wouldn't be able to feel them at least from what i could see that's how it was okay but most Mm -hmm. of all the form is there so you're you would see their features as if they were alive today Yes. Okay. Yes. And I also do see that when I'm doing readings, but with mediumship in, in certain circumstances, it goes from objective. So having objective experiences, like seeing with your physical eyes and it goes internal to a subjective experience. So now when I do readings for people, I'm not really seeing them like I'm seeing you, but I'm seeing them in my mind. So I can see them like clear as day, uh, like their face and other physical characteristics and things like that. Hmm. Super interesting. Okay. And when they communicate to you, so when you're actually in a session with somebody and you're doing a medium psychic session, um, and you're getting messages or whatever you're getting, Mm -hmm. um, do they come in different forms? Like, is it, um, because I've heard that it's not, you know, it's not always necessarily words, like maybe it's something written or something drawn, some kind of a symbol and you're trying to figure it out. How does that all work? Yeah. So it, there's certain, um, what, what do you call it? They're called clairs. So a lot of people have heard of like clairvoyance or a clairvoyant medium or psychic or whatever. So clairvoyance is your, your third eye or your mind's eye. So that's seeing and certain images can come in that way. I may see them. They may show me certain symbols that are connected to them uh, with them in some way. Or like, for instance, like, like if someone had like a red Jaguar car or something like that, like I would see that car and then I would have to kind of unfold the information around that. Like what about the car is evidential or specific. So then I have to use with the imagery that comes in certain times I have to use my Clara, um, Clara, what's it called? Clara sentience, which is feeling. So that's your intuition. And I have to then use my intuition to kind of unfold the imagery that I'm seeing. So I'm using both of those tools, if you will, during a session. And then I'll also hear things, which is called clear audience. So I'll hear names that come in or certain phrases um, and hearing them speak to me. And usually that's very, very quickly. So that comes in quick, all the information's coming in quick. So it's coming in, I'll hear things, see things. I'll also sense things. I'll have to use them in conjunction to get information across. So I'm definitely working um, in a reading. It's not just like I'm picking up a telephone and it's just this easy, amazing process. Like I have to really show up in, in some circumstances. Other times it's it's really easy. Sometimes it's not as easy. 
Um, and that's just me being honest. And that's how it is for every medium. Um, we do have to work and use our, our clairs. That's what they're called. So okay, I'll see here and feel usually those three. Okay. Does this process having a session with somebody, is it um, like energy draining for you? Or after the end of the session, do you feel like uplifted, fulfilled, or is it just a mix of all emotions? Um, I would say more of a mix. I think when you're doing it correctly with the mediumship, you're drawing upon a power um, from spirit and within yourself that should not drain you. So there are other times where, where the human might come in there. It might be trying really hard or forcing things in some way. And in another way, you do have to try. You do have to push yourself, but it shouldn't completely drain you emotionally. So a lot of mediums say this work is so tiring and emotionally draining. Well, it shouldn't drain you that much. You should feel like invigorated. You should feel like good when you leave and not extremely exhausted. Um, and when you do feel really drained, I mean, it could be, it could have been a really emotional reading. It could have been, you know, someone could have died tragically and the other person's having a really hard time. So if you, you know, in some sense, allow that to come into your space, then it can drain you in some okay. ways, but you have to see things from, you have to be connected to the reading, but you can't allow yourself to be consumed emotionally by it. So there's this sort of kind of disconnect that you have to have, because if you don't do that, then you're just allowing yourself to get into their emotions and the medium and in any one that does any sort of wellness type work, like you have to show up for them. You have to be their strength and their power in that, in that time. So mm -hmm. it can be, and can be most of the time it shouldn't be, but it can okay. happen. Mm -hmm. And since you brought up wellness and since this, this podcast is about wellness and hopefully I haven't lost my um, audience yet. They're like, I thought this was about wellness. Um, no, we're going to get there. <laughs> what, um, what do you sense, hear, feel? What examples have happened in the past where maybe a reading is tied to some mm -hmm. type of, of health factor? Maybe it's um, like, I don't even know, maybe a, a somebody who's passed is trying to help this person um, identify something that's going on that they aren't paying attention to, or maybe mm -hmm. it doesn't even require the, the, um, Pat, the person who has passed, maybe you're just sensing something about the person. So what, how does wellness tie into this work? So, yeah, there's a couple, um, there's a couple points on that. So I, I feel that one of the first ones is, is that, you know, mediumship is an experience and it it's, I'm not like a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just providing like information, but what I've had heard from other people have told me after reading that this helped me more than counseling or therapy ever did for me. So it, in some sense, it, it can be like a, like, like a super speed psychotherapy session, if you will, like you can get a lot of healing done in a very short time without having to see a counselor for 10 years. But again, it's not a substitute for going, to, if you need to do that, you, you should do that. And they have a place for that, but it's just like an alternative way to heal and on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level, it can do enormous amounts of healing that nothing else could do. And I know that because people have told me that. Um, also, with what you said, too, there are things that can come in um, in a reading from either their loved ones or me picking up psychically that I may get something about their health or their loved ones may say this or that about hey, you should maybe do something with this or do something about that or pay more attention to that. So that can definitely um, 
be helpful. I know I did a reading for um, someone a few years ago now, and I was reading her. I did a mediumship reading, but I also went in psychically. And I said, there's something about, and I have to be very, very careful when giving away health stuff because I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or anything. I don't want to be, I don't want to give people that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But if something's coming in, I'll lightly kind of say, Hey, maybe check this out. And I, this woman came to me and, and I was doing a reading for her and I'm like, is there something going on with the right side of your arm? Or is there, have you have any pain there or something like that? She's like, yeah, I've been feeling something like that there. And I told her, maybe get that checked out. I do sense there's something there, but just see, see what you get. I encourage you to do that. And she went to the doctor and the doctor told her that if she wouldn't have came when she did, she would have died because she had Mm. some sort of clot or there was something going on there. I don't exactly remember what the specifics were, but she wrote to me and she's like, this literally saved my life. So I, I know that some things like that can come in on that point too, but I try not to ask for that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like it's a lot to say that. Um, but if I do get anything, I make sure I keep it light, but also kind of like assertive in some way. And it's up to the person if they want to act on that information or not. But wow, that gives me chills. It gives me chills because I know that there's power in this. And um, do you find that what spirit is trying to communicate through you and to the person is usually, um, I mean, is it normally positive, upbeat? Like, I think some people are a little bit nervous that they're going to, you know, like the movies will show, like, you know, somebody's going to tell them like, you just have a black aura around you. I don't know, like, this is it for you, you know? And I think people are a little bit nervous because they don't want to hear some awful, like, aura prognosis. Um, What, what is your sort of response to to that concern. Yeah, it's it's definitely you have to be very careful with giving people certain information. I always make sure that it's focused on positivity, on growth, on healing of love and anything else. if you if someone would ever go to a medium and they're saying all this negative like horrible things or saying they're going to die in a week or something like I would completely disregard that because spirit is not going to give a medium or a psychic something that's going to terrify another person. That's coming from the the psychic. So it might be their own mind or or whatever. Um, It should be uplifting. It should be healing. But again, in the circumstances that I had, it came in in a way that was loving and nurturing and not telling the person what to do. But the other person should kind of get an inkling or their own intuition that I feel this is right maybe I should do that. So it's tough. I mean, if, if a psychic or medium is going completely negative during the session, I wouldn't trust it. I sure as I wouldn't want to hear that. I, you know, I'm also very careful who I see because I know that in any field, in any work there is like, there are people that are frauds. There are people that are not legitimate. They're not doing it for the right reasons, maybe out of their own ego or narcissism or, or whatever. Um, so I myself, I'm very careful with who I open myself up to because not everyone is right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's definitely like, well, if someone wants to go see a psychic in a medium, it's like, who can I trust? Like, how do I know they're giving me the right information? Because I'm, I'm opening up to them. And I think in this field specifically, there has been a lot of things said that are negative that just aren't true. 
and can turn people off so quickly. And I, and I can relate to that. I understand that fully. Um, I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but you're good. I'm always on a tangent. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I think it's helpful. And I think as we segue from that point, um, what I think my next question would like to be is what can the person who's potentially seeking a reading, what can they do to best prepare or open themselves up to have the best reading? Like what do mm. they need to do? Is it, I'm guessing it's more than just show up. Like do they, right. you know, what kind of mind space do they need to be in? Um, They need to be open. I feel they need to be open. They should also be somewhat skeptical, but not cynical. So they shouldn't come into like, I don't believe this is all. This is total nonsense. I mean, I don't know why anyone would, but some people are, will go with another person and they end up getting a reading and they're closed off, which doesn't really help the reading. So be as open as you can, but also be questioning, making sure the medium's giving you specific stuff, not just general things. Um, also, too, to let go of any agenda that you have or that you want to hear from or a specific person. Now, usually when people come to see me, there's like one person they're really wanting to hear from. And like 99% of the time that person comes through. But the spirit world and your loved ones in spirit, they have their agenda. They have a plan. They know who is coming through. They know what they want to say. And it's not up to me and it's not up to the person to have their agenda because I can't come into a reading myself and like have a list of, okay, I want this piece of information. I want these facts, this information. So I have a good reading. Like I can't do that. The spirit world would be like, no, it's not up to you. And I have to have the other person be, you know, don't bring a checklist. Don't bring these specific things you want to hear from. They may come through and bring that and they usually do, it may not hit all of your points that you want to hear from, but they have a bigger purpose and agenda outside of like ourselves. And there's a need from them, from spirit. There's a need that they want to communicate to the person here, which is healing for them on the other side and also for people here. So be open, be as open as you can, but also be somewhat skeptical, question the information, make sure it's legitimate and then kind of just let go, like surrender to the experience just to see what happens. I have to do the same thing. I never know. I never know who's going to come through, what they're going to say. I It's a total just immerse myself into it and just see what happens. So, so this is really, yeah. and this is really interesting for me to know what it's like for you as somebody who is connected to spirit <laughs> to have a reading, <laughs> like how does that work? And are you not sensing anything that they're telling you or is there some like intersection um i i usually i usually don't get readings um if i were to go to a reading it'd probably be more of a psychic thing because i i don't have a lot of people that have passed in my life a lot of my people are here that they haven't crossed over yet so if i were to go i'd probably get a psychic reading or an intuitive reading on myself but even with that for me personally there isn't a strong need because I, I work hard with like my guides and my own intuition and, and I try to be as independent as I can, which is another thing that I teach people too, is like, Hey, a psychic and a medium is great. Do you absolutely need to go to see one? No, but I mean, there's a need for that in a, there's a, you know, a space for that too, but we, you know, we can develop relationships with our spirit guides, with our own soul um, to help us on our journeys. I think a psychic or a medium comes in to help you 
get those answers a little bit faster than, you know, if you were to try to do it on your own, but you can do it on your own. So, um, I don't know. I mean, if someone were to give me a mediumship reading, I have a couple people, um, that I would be able to identify, but it would be very similar to like anyone else getting a reading because it's a thing too, where I have to like turn it on and turn it off. So I'm not really in that zone if someone were to be reading me. So just like a regular person it, for me, it would be like, yeah. Okay. So do, things don't just happen. Like you're not just walking down the street and I mean, or like, right, you, know. you know, this is like, this is me being ignorant. Um, Like you're, you're walking down the street and you're seeing somebody's loved one behind them. Um, Does that happen? Or you have to, like you mentioned, you have to be specifically intentionally looking um, for that. Right. Yeah. It has happened. It doesn't happen. It rarely happens now because I've learned to kind of turn it on and turn it off. I'd rather not have those experiences. Like I just want to live a normal life outside of my work. Um, but when I was younger, those things sort of happened. So I think what I was kind of explaining to you earlier with like life kind of calls you, will give you sort of signs, these inclinations that you're here to do something. And then it's to learn more about it. So like for me, I had to learn, okay, let's just not be a medium parts of the day. Let's just do something normal. <laughs> so I, I turn it on and off. It's, it's definitely an intention, a prayer. I kind of have to get myself into that space and over time, um, it's gotten easier to do that. I can do it quicker now and also shut it off. So, okay. And you previously mentioned that we all kind of have uh, some type of an ability that we could harness or nurture. And so I'm curious to, uh, if any listeners, um, me being one of them want to know more, like, what does that look like? Does that look like we need a coach to do that? Is there practices that you recommend we do on our own? What does, what does that look like? So I feel the best thing that you can do is get your mind to a still place through presence, through meditation, through just sitting and allowing yourself the time to just be quiet and not, not needing anything at that particular moment or not like wanting something to happen or some sort of epiphany to come, but just set an intention for that to happen. And usually something pops in, like you may be, an insight may come when you're just doing something randomly and that answer may come to you. It may come to you. I know nature is really good with this. Like just get away from social media and distractions and, you know, and all that sort of thing. And everyone has spirit guides, which that's another topic, but they also will help influence your mind or give you certain things to, to do or to have an awareness on of answers that you're seeking. Also your own intuition and your own soul. It's, it's all there. We, we have help and guidance around us. It's just turning off the distractions. And a lot of people have a really difficult time with that. And I think a lot of the reason why so many people are lost is because we're looking at other people on social media or comparing ourselves or we're listening too much to our parents or to other people in our lives telling us what we should be doing, but nothing ever feels right. So there's a whole social conditioning element out there that people are not conscious of that we're in. And you kind of have to take a step back and then those answers will come to you. Okay. So yeah, meditation is a really good way to do that. But also meditation in a way of like just being quiet too, perhaps not trying to figure your life out during a meditation session. So yeah. Yeah. I think this is all so important. And 
our society is so the opposite of all of this. And so it's it feels extremely important. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned, we don't have to go too deep into it, but you mentioned spirit sure. guides and I have read uh, books that talk about spirit guides and there are like specific spirit guides that maybe an individual connects with. And I think you mentioned that you connect with one. Um, mm-hmm. what I know that that probably could be a topic that could be very lengthy, but if you could just kind of yeah. briefly go through what, what that means and what are the different spirit guides? Um, yeah, so everyone has guides, spirit guides with them. Some of those guides can also be your loved ones as well that will help influence you or nudge you in certain ways. Um, but guides can be angels. It can be like master guides, people call them, just regular guides that have had incarnations in this life. So like archangels and angels haven't had a human experience so the angels, archangels, and then there's guides who have had human life experiences that are also with you. So they can they can also help in certain ways. But yeah, it's a very, very deep topic. But we have guides with us that if we open our minds to that reality, we can receive things from them. And I also think, too, that if people are interested in learning about guides, it's it's not so important to know like who they are or like what their names are or any of that. That doesn't matter. They don't really care on their end. And I don't think we should either. I think it should just be more of like just listening to what is being said or what you get, what you like you and you tune into and what you're experiencing. That's the, that's the most important part. Super interesting. Um, how is it to live this journey of yours? Meaning, do you kind of have to surround yourself with others who do this because the others don't understand it? Um, what does yeah. it look like from a social dynamic standpoint for somebody who does this work? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of the it's part of accepting the call, and part of that is understanding that everyone's not everyone's going to take me seriously people are going to question it and they should i mean i i understand that totally like if i never had any of these experiences you would not find me going to see a medium or i just wouldn't i wouldn't be into that it's just not something i would be into but since it has happened these things have happened that is drawn me to that so I, yeah, it's just part of something you have to be willing to accept that some people just won't get it. And how could they, if they didn't have those experiences? So I I can understand that. But I, my, my wife, she, she has had certain experiences too. And my dad, he was, he was always open to it, but wasn't sure. And then I did a reading for him. And I mean, he was like, that's incredible because I was supposed to take over his business and that was supposed to be, I think, go to school, get a degree, take over his company. But this started happening. And uh, he was like, you have to do that because that is, there's something going on there and it's incredible. So he comes to all my events and my mom, very supportive as well. My whole family is extremely supportive with it. Um, and my friends, they're okay. They're, they, they get it. So yeah. <laughs> I love that your parents are so supportive of that. Uh, It's definitely not the traditional route um, that, you know, um, but I I love that they're, that they're all in and they come to your, your readings and your sessions. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what do you feel is your depth of understanding? How is your depth of understanding of life and 
spirit and um, the different dimensions that we are in that we don't even realize. How mm-hmm. is that different? And this might be difficult to answer, but I'm just wondering, like, what is it like to be you? And what kind of understanding do you have that we who don't who, who don't know how to harness this connection yet don't have? Um, That there is life after this, that you are more than the physical body. And we identify so much with our thoughts, our emotions, our physicality, our names, our, you know, whatever it may be, occupation. And although those things are are somewhat true and we are living that reality to a certain degree, there's so much more that you are um, than this physical existence. And it's such a short, short time that we have here and it goes so quickly. Um, and that next level of life or whatever you want to call it, the other side, heaven, whatever, your soul, who you truly are in your essence is what continues on. So when you continue on, you will still have some of like your physical like looks and things like that, but you'll be like a lighter version of yourself and, and like a more whole complete version of yourself. So a lot of the difficulties that we have here we're actually here to learn and grow from the challenges in life because we're, we're here to be challenged. There's no doubt about that. Life is not this easy, amazing thing. We come here to learn lessons, to grow, to expand and to evolve ourselves. Um, and that's ultimately why we're here to experience life and all that it has to offer. And that I come in then to show people that, Hey, you're not going to die pretty much. (laughs) You're going to, continue on in, in a different way. So does this give you, um, a different perspective on your own mortality? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, it's hard to, it's hard to think in, in a way that, you know, if I didn't have this gift or I wasn't doing like where I would be in life, I have no idea. Um, but it gives me a level of peace in knowing that there's, I'm going to continue on in whatever way that is. Um, it's it's difficult to to fully explain that, but it does give me peace. It's like, okay, there's something here to do. There's a purpose. And I'm just grateful to have it be that and to know that. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it is. it sounds like it's such a blessing to have that perspective on life that I think some of us, you know, after my father passed away, I think I, um, I've tapped into a lot of that, but prior yeah. to that, like I was fully, I was fully in the matrix and <laughs> yeah. had no, no concept of any of this, um, and wouldn't have even been open to this conversation. And so I, and I, I do think it is such a blessing to, to have that shift in perspective and, um, to understand on a like much more, higher level, broader level, what we're all doing here. And, um, these are conversations that I think we need to have more of because, um, what's happening with, you know, Hollywood and Facebook is Mm. (laughs) so much less significance, so much less significance. So, um, is there anything I did not ask that you feel would be important to share? Um, no, I don't think so. I think really great questions. I was able to definitely expand on some of those and and hopefully give your listeners um, something that they can use. It's tangible. I think the biggest thing, you know, if you're looking to get a reading, that's great. But if you're just looking for answers in your life to sit in meditation, 
and to to learn to trust your own your own subconscious your soul whatever that that intuition is that you have and just follow that because it, it will never lead you astray so in I the world that. that we live in and all the distractions that we have it's so easy to get swooped into that and we lose ourselves in that and then we wonder why it nothing's working out or we feel lost or depressed. And it's like, well, there's something more. You just have to discover that. And that's what really can hold you through and have you experience the most that you can in this life. And that's ultimately what we're here to do. I love it. I could continue this forever, but I want to make sure that before we wrap up, people know how to work with you. So we're, we're, if they're just like ready to go, if somebody was on the fence or even if they weren't on the fence and you, you pushed them right on over, how do they, uh, how do they work with you? Um, you can visit my website at mikepazorski.com. All my information is there, uh, my bio. And then I also give like information about my readings. So you can read up all of that sort of thing. My scheduling is also there. And you also kind of just pay it on my site too. And then anyone who's listening, if you are interested in getting a reading done, I have a 10% off coupon for you. So Yay. Use that if you want. Thank you. I will put all that information in the show notes. So Mike will send that to me. I'll also spell out. I don't actually think his name is too difficult. My maiden name is Sonsenbacher. So that's way worse than Pazorski, but oh I will God. have all of that in the show notes for you guys. So you can just click on it and not have to worry about the spelling. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for, for following this calling and not um, turning your back and turning your back um, on the important work that you're doing. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate this conversation. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being here. A huge thank you to Mike for sharing this journey with us and really impactful, I believe, information on how he connects with spirit and how we can begin to do the same. I have included in the episode details the information for your coupon code. If this is something you would like to look more into with Mike, it is wellness 10, but all of that is in the information in the show notes. So if you can't find it or you need any help with that, you can always reach out to me via email, claudia at peaceadvocacygroup.com or just reach out to say hello because I would always love to talk to you as well. But I look forward to seeing you here again next time.